When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so p- pitching for future, future mm. like of these enterprises of a live show of a stream or whatever, uh, like some kind time. of uh, either collectible card game tournament format or like a tabletop RPG actual play format, where all of the people, including the GM, are some kind of stage magicians and are just Too. cheating in any and every way they can over the course of the. <laughs> over the course of the game and are trying to catch each other out as they are cheating horrendously. Why isn't that like a thing? Why isn't, why don't we have like widespread shows where it's like the goal is to find the most inventive way to cheat at it? Mm -hmm. I want to see them do silly dice tricks while the GM is, you know, setting, color setting the scene or whatever we see. Uh, player three just doing all sorts of ridiculous juggling, <laughs> changing the colors of the dice. Please, Flings I need you one to roll. into the audience. I need you to roll. Just put one of them down. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm all, I'm almost done. <laughs> Please put it down. Can you keep a secret? And I will. Uh, I will read as best as I mm. can. Uh, would that be a presence? So yeah, I think um, you could kind of justify it through presence of you just project the sort of personality that like disarms people and like leads them into. Uh, doing tells that they wouldn't normally have there's also intellect of like just being able to read someone and understand uh when they're lying but yeah pr- presence would work i would say uh let's let's go let's go intellect uh cuz this is more of like a he's trying to uh he's trying to read we'll see if it works sure. um so then that's one d8 and that d8 gave me a 2 all right, a two. Hey, that's a success. That is a success with a complication. And, you know, you look at this person. You can tell that, like, she doesn't know. She's playing things very cool right now is is what you can tell. It's like uh, she, you know what? You can tell that she has an energy like she wants something from you. Um, but you can't tell what that might be specifically. When you mention, like, can you keep a secret? Like, there is a look that, like, crosses her face for a second um, that is hard to read. Um, uh, it definitely feels like you have thrown her off for a bit, like, but she moves back into, like, a more cool and casual place. 
with how long we've known each other, don't you know? Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, I mean, we we did just meet. Fast friends, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, but I, I guess what I mean to say is uh, where I'm coming from, the Red Feathers are a little bit more missed than hit. Hmm. And I... When I asked when we met earlier, and I asked you uh, if you felt like you deserved the sentence you got, it it was kind of is coming from a place that where, you know, that sometimes there is an outsized reaction that the Red Feathers have to people living there, their damn lives. I come from a town not too far outside of Aram called fairway uh it's a nice place and for a long time there my parents owned a bakery and when they passed away that bakery passed to me uh what i didn't know when i inherited this bakery when i alongside my siblings inherited this bakery is that there were a lot of debts leaned against it um, debts for all kinds of things, mostly the land that we were on. It was owned by someone, and then those rights were bought by the syndicate because they wanted to create space for their operations in the city. We just ended up paying them, and rates started going up. But you can't just pick up and move something like that. We've lived there for generations absolute generations we also don't have the money saved up to build another and baking's all we know so my siblings and i looked at what we owed and there was a way to wipe it clean and so i took that on and that bakery is still running and that means my family still lives there so do i deserve it no but I also don't know. There's nothing else to do. This was going to happen to someone, and I'm the oldest, so it should happen to me. That is so noble of you. I. That's crazy. It's and it's so. I, I think uh, there's like a li- level of like frustration that Jonet like is maybe like putting out in the world that maybe he is is or is not like keying into. Where it's like that's so crazy that they can get you in their system just just by piling on more and more debt so you're paying off your debt you're paying off their debt by inquiring more debt and now you're here and do you even get to see your family or hear from them how I, are they are the is the debt actually wiped out with the red feathers ever I I do hear from them. We 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 get correspondence here. Um and I write correspondence back and I'm very careful. Also, I have the good fortune of having experience with being front of house, running the bakery with my family for so long when the position called for somebody to be able to speak to, you know, potential customers, wealthy customers coming from out of town. I fit that role really well, and I have been lucky 
with the scarlet so far. Um, so I just keep my head down. I, I do my work. I've only got a few years left and the family appears to be doing fine. I wouldn't say if I'm being entirely honest, extremely honest with somebody who I have just met. Fast friends. I don't want to be here. This place is a death sentence. I have watched people die here. They watch every move you make and everything you do. And if you make a mistake, that is more time here. And the more time here, the more ways they have to take money from you and the closer you get to the scarlet taking you. I've been lucky, but I know I will leave this place with a touch of scarlet. I've heard that people recover, but they need to be gone from here to do that. What do people that are exposed to the scarlet for around your sentence, what are, they, what are their lives like as they leave? What are, what are they going through? What are they experiencing? What's in store for you? She takes your hand. You're wearing gloves, right? Mm-hmm. This, to you, probably doesn't feel like much. And she runs a finger across your palm, just lightly through the glove. To me, it's almost like, have you ever, have you ever dipped your finger in candle wax? and then touched something, as it was still tacky. Yeah. The sensation is dimmed, but it's not as much as it would be from these thick fabric gloves. To someone else at one of these tables, she gestures around, it's like your bare flesh touching something. You could feel every ridge of the table even through your gloves. And to those, to those who are really far gone, they are feeling everything all the time, elevated to a degree that I can't imagine. Now, that doesn't seem so bad, but you have to think not everything in life is touching like this. Um, and she now like firmly has uh, your hand in hers. If you've ever stubbed your toe accidentally, uh, brushed against a door the wrong way, you know you can pick up little hurts and scrapes, and that's on top of everything that we're doing for work. If you get... If you suffer a measure of pain in just the wrong way, it can be unbelievably agonizing. A mundane illness can feel like something that would pull you directly into the grave. The scarlet makes everything life has to offer so much more intense. And eventually, no matter who you are, it is too much for you. It's... I don't... It goes without saying, but I, I, I don't... I don't envy this. Envy you. Um, that sounds really, really hard. And I... You don't need this, but I feel frustrated for you at the people that got you here. 
And, well, to that end, I think we kind of want something circling the same thing. You need to get out of here. You want to get out of here. She's and, leaning in while, while you are saying this uh, to like conspiratorially almost. Go on. Uh, and we, I, I don't have much in the way of- She places a finger on your lips. No need. I think I know what you're saying. And it's fine. I'd be happy to. You pay my debts and I'll, I'll go away with you. I, I felt it too. You, you just seem so much more compassionate, so much more thoughtful, so much nicer than all of the other privateers that roll through. Janet puts up two hands on, uh, kind of like, kind of resigned is like, Actually, I'm, I might be able to help you in terms of paying your debt, but I can't offer to, to go with you. And I don't think it'd be a great idea for you to come with me. You've got a life that you got to get back to. If even if they pay down my debt, I'm still going to have to buy my way out of their port. Look, I know it must be unusual, especially for someone like you who is born with so much wealth to, to be part of a family that owns a measure of weave. I can offer you things that no one else can offer you. And I would offer them happily. I just need to get out of here. And I know you the can do it. I can get you out. I can get you out. I can get you the means to get out. Then and that's all, I need, all from- I need to hear. She is definitely throwing down a different vibe than you thought she yeah. was throwing down. Johnny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How do you um, make yourself clear without uh, giving away whatever yeah. you're giving away? All I need from you is access to the factory. If you can open those doors to another factory worker who's dressed just like everybody else, that might just be my height for one afternoon, one shift... I can get you the what you need to pay down your debt and get back to your bakery. That's all I need from you. That's all I want from you. Okay. I need you to make a presence roll. Y'all, I'm going to do another spend on it. So that's uh, an eight and a six. Okay. Uh, or sorry, the, the, the die. Uh, uh, so um, what, what is your current presence score? It's just one. Just one? Okay, yeah. So if you spend one from presence, Mm -hmm. uh, it will upgrade that to a D12. If you spend two from presence, it it would upgrade it to a – it would give you a D6 and a D8. Gotcha. Uh, I'll do one spend, and I just rolled that 12, and it's a nine. Okay. Okay. You were – let's see what that nine is. (laughs) Interesting. All right. She pulls back. Um, your result, you got one failure and an opportunity here. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you want to access the factory? We, the, the dyes that you have are, they're of interest to my employer and... I just need to get there because I, I, I need a bottle. I get a bottle. You get your bakery. Look, 
I have sold a lot of things in my life. I have sold my voice. I have sold my pride. I have sold my body. And I am willing to part with certain things, but I am not willing to give up my life. I don't know who you are, who your family is, what your interest in the dyes we make here is, but I know one thing. Betraying the red feathers means death. And I am a lot smarter than that. I might be here, but I am smarter than that. There's like a, a small resigned feeling in Jonathan's like brows, like, ah, shit. All right. Listen, well, Mr. Labalest, I made an offer, and for the record, it was a really good one. Good luck to you with whatever operation you're trying to pull here. Jonathan kind of like gestures, maybe gestures like to the, he kind of gives like a, a twirl of his hand is like, I, I concede. Um, like I thank you Backs for your away time. from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think all I can offer you is my word and a sign that I, I mean what I say and I mean business. And so he's going to just like, uh, put like, let's say two gold bits on the table as he's like stepping away and okay okay um i think there is another way that you can come at this role then you can leverage this time roll from your wealth um as opposed to rolling from your uh, uh presence because this is no longer like you trying to convince someone to do something yeah. through words this is you being like i actually have the money to back up everything that i'm doing even if i'm asking you to do something dangerous i will be able to provide what i've said i'll be able to provide yeah um okay well then i will roll from wealth which is a d that's a one okay you weren't going to spend anything on that I've never rolled wealth before, and so you still. I have... just did the one. Yeah, okay. no, we're, right. we're sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that is going to be. She looks at the bits, and her her hand, like, twitches uh, as, as though she's like going to take them, but hesitating. No, no, I can't. It is too much of a risk. I don't know who you are. Uh, and I think, like, some tears, like, start to well up in her eyes a little bit. There are no easy solutions. And she, like, backs away from the table and leaves. Let's cut over to our dear friend, <laughs> Oromar Vale. Hey, sometimes Oof. we fail. Sometimes yeah. we fail. Yeah. Mm. We find Oromar, um... Somewhere private with access to a mirror, which may be on the Uhuru, to be honest, uh, mm. knowing that there's already a, a time set for when, excuse me, he's supposed to be having dinner with Mr. Stone and company. And he's looking in the mirror and uh, smiles and then lets it fall and then smiles again, trying to kind of keep the artifice, but still look genuine. This is getting harder and harder to do. I thought this would be easy. I managed to pretend to be alive for so goddamn long. <sighs> and smile. Okay, 
Okay, I think we have it. I think we have it. Okay. Now, how many people did he say he was inviting again? We're definitely speaking to mistrust, and I think he said something about the head of the clergy for this local church, so that's three people. Three people should be well enough to baffle. But you know, people like this, when they have the opportunity to show off over the new friends they've made, they're going to be telling everybody I should be expecting more. <sighs> okay. Okay. Uh, I am going to use one of my abilities. I have a wealth ability that is called the right outfit. It's a point spend. Uh, describe mm -hmm. a new outfit that Oromar has available. It can be worn by other people, but it is fitted for Oromar's build. We pull something very like uh, 18th century France out. Gotcha. You know. Patterns, mm. pastels. Patterns, pastels. Something that would be actually from the Asia region, mm. rather than the kind of, you know, casual clothes with the additional layers that we're wearing. Went for the fluffy fur collar to suggest money at the time, but we now have a story and we need to stick to it. So I don't know how much lore there is for the Asia region that's set. Um, I, uh, not too, too terribly too much. Uh, uh, just that there are a bunch of baronies and whatnot, and there's mm -hmm. a lot of agricultural exports. Then a fun thing I would love to include is that instead of them doing like a full powdered wig, they put in extensions and then style it as one would do Ooh, a powdered wig. Um, I like that. Possibly because they do, you know, at, at kind of courtly parties, there is a lot of elaborate spinning dancing, and nobody needs their wig flying off. So they yeah. have it <laughs> fully sewn into their hair. And yeah, we 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 get that. We get um a peri it is actually a periwinkle blue. Ooh. It is it is not the it is not the same shade as the uh, pigment that they make here, but you can it, it's it's something that would suggest, you know. I think I'm paying I, attention to the tone. What I love about it is I think it is a shade that uh, is like just to the left of it. And mm. the difference between the two is this shade is something that must be dyed with like a very specific kind of wildflower. And it takes like pounds and pounds of these blooms to render this dye. So mm. your outfit is dyed with an extremely expensive dye that produces something very close well this is a very cheap dye uh that produces mm, something like mm. so it's like only the most distinguished are going to know and appreciate the difference between the two just a full fun tangent uh recent there was recent fashion week i think about two three weeks ago and i think it was balenciaga's line was specifically like Tired people at the airport, chic, specifically doing the kind of like Is this the one where they sold a towel? In that, it's, it's, it's that kind of energy. It, it's, okay. it's fully, uh, I, I, I look like I am running for, for the airport in my gym clothes, but Very fashion. Good. And it looks exactly the same. It's just way more expensive. Delightful. And people were. <laughs> rightfully very annoyed that somebody would roll up to the function with that as their line uh, i think it's that energy you know this is using uh the the poor person's aesthetic in rich clothes which is as obnoxious and maddening as that should be mm -hmm. um and with the new dress and smiling in the mirror ah yes the one and only julian Laboleste is going to knock them dead and he steps 
out of the cabin's he steps out of the captain's quarters and starts making his way back into town in time. Yeah, I think dinner. like as he steps out of the captain's quarters, we do like a hard cut to him stepping up to we can see uh Mr. Stone uh and an attendant of like servants and whatnot uh mm-hmm. waiting under a, a street lantern for Oromar's arrival. Um mm. do you just rock up by yourself? Mm. Who I'm open to somebody joining me on this who of the crew or of present cast would be interested in doing a little bit of high society because there's that. No, that's fine. I can do this on my ones. Um, but he does show up. Oh, yes, because we retrieved a whole bunch of old barrels of rum or whiskey in the uh, Saratura. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there, There's yeah. a barrel. Uh, there are like several barrels of like whiskey that are mm. in the barrel still, so... Yeah, uh, we've decanted one of those in the nicest glass bottle. I think Oromar drains one of the ones that had been sitting in this cabinet from time ago, like a gla- uh, like one of those crystal carafes with the stopper. Sure. Uh, fills that with some of the whiskey and shows up to the function with that and a little clutch, a little clasp on it, you know. Um mm-hmm. Silk gold, like a, a green silk on the outside. We've got to describe the outfit. The fan artists need to know. Um, <laughs> but yes, showing up to the function, clutch, glass carafe of whiskey. Ah, you must be the people. Um, is 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 it Mr. Stone or is it somebody yeah, else? It's, it's Mr. Stone. Mm-hmm. Ah, ah, Mr. Yes, Stone. Hello. Oh, so good of you to find us. Of course, I wouldn't miss this for the world. I, uh, of course, uh, the the outfit that uh, Barnabas was preparing is not fully done, so I did bring a little something from back home. Uh, hopefully it's not too gaudy for the occasion. Oh, no, not at all. I, I mean, also, Barnabas, you know, is used to doing uh, uh, very pedestrian work, so it, it's perhaps better that you are dressed in cloths from, from your own as your region. And the gloves and mask too. I am embroiling myself in the local culture. I feel so part of it now. I assure you, you're doing wonderfully, w- wonderfully, wonderfully. I-, I will say the function this evening is uh, a-, a bit more r- robust and, and populated uh, than I expected it to. But all the important figures that you should need to meet will be there. So. Oh my, I was looking forward to speaking to Miss Truss um, and the uh, head of the local church. I don't believe you gave a name. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, of course, well, Miss Truss will be there, though in high demand. She has brought uh, her, her own um, acquaintances uh, for, from a nearby municipality. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there are people that you'd love to meet anyway. Uh, and, of course, it, it will be attended by Occhio Vista uh, Agostino Aravetti. He, he, he shall be in attendance as well. So there will be plenty to, to discuss. Lots of palms to press, as it were. Yes. I love a powerful woman with an entourage. <laughs> Oh, well, Lead then, the way, sir. You, you will love her indeed. Um, he prattles like you actually, I think, go into a carriage and no, no, it's probably not far away enough for there mm-hmm. to be a carriage. Like you're walked uh, through uh, the thoroughfares uh, and areas with offices 
to the nicer, like, like past even uh, dormitory areas to like the residence for visiting Red Feather officials uh, and residences uh, that they would have, uh, even for like important visiting dignitaries would be housed in this, what is essentially uh, a makeshift mansion. It mm. is built a lot more practically than uh, some of the homes that you have seen Red Feathers occupy in your time. Uh, but it is like still a, a big house with a lot of rooms. And uh, as you are welcomed inside again, Everything looks more spare here, and most of the decorations are red feather insignias and whatnot. Someone has made some measure of an effort to make this place acceptable for receiving people, but mm. clearly whoever is behind making the decisions here uh, doesn't do so with like grandiose efforts to impress. Mm. And you are welcomed into a receiving room where we can see a bunch of people milling about with, like, drinks in their hands. I am going to say one of them is uh, Miss Truss, who was described earlier. She is now in a... Uh, I'm going to say this is a classic, like, Hillary Clinton-style pantsuit. Um, you know, a more subdued color palette. Uh, but, like, this is somebody who likes to look professional, even in uh, social contexts. <laughs> we also have uh, the, the thin pale man that I described earlier. Mm -hmm. He is he has changed into, you know, something that looks between, like, 1700s fashion and a tuxedo. So mm -hmm. it is a lot more reserved than some of the other fashions in the room, but it is once again black velvet uh, mm. uh, adorned with like uh, silver implements. Ormar, you can recognize the insignia on the lapel is definitely denoting that he works with a reference desk. Uh, there are also uh, a few other people in the room. Uh, Liz and Tyler, I Hello. want you to describe two people that you will be playing at this fancy party. Fantastic. One of the noble women is this very chicken-like looking lady. She's got a, a ruff or a, mm -hmm. a, a collar that's very big and her dress is very uh, voluptu voluptuous, mm -hmm. uh, but she her, herself has a, a constantly shocked look on her face and she has a... a an attitude that is very, very nervous. And she's, she's a lot like this. And oh my, oh gracious, yes. I wish I were home. Yeah, I, I think uh, I love the description of chicken-like. I think a thing that is disturbing about her is her head stays extremely still, but her body moves nervously. So she's got that like chicken-like kind of effect, a mm -hmm. stabilizing effect on her. Uh... My guy is uh, Luther Mathers. Ooh. He is a he's a bigger dude. I think he's got like <laughs> he has a very like dignitary like twisted mustache. It's very gray. I think he's got he's got a very 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 small pair of like looker glasses like <laughs> resting on his Some like the, nez. his nice. nose yeah i think like his 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 jacket um is 
adorned with like bips and bobs and like medals and and like things no one at the party can tell you what they are for what they mean we don't know if he makes them himself but like he this is just part of like he's just uh he is very adorned with jewelry of all shapes and sizes and varieties his uh fingers he's got at least four rings on each finger um so much to the point where it's like if there is something that he needs to grab where he needs to like bend like some fingers he has to actually like take a couple off and he makes it a full show every single time mm. yeah well uh, i'll need to take off four rings for this <laughs> and uh, things of the like that's Beautiful. spectacular um, yeah, so you've got this uh, room full of various people uh, milling about having conversations uh, with one another uh, in various configurations. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. Stone is very interested in you. Like he is trying to introduce you around a little bit, ask, act almost as an ambassador mm-hmm. to you. You can tell. Like with your just general social graces, this is a guy who assumes you have a lot of money and that being responsible for you being here and doing business is going to reflect well on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's charming to meet you all. Ah, I, my name, if you haven't already uh, been introduced in advance, if I haven't already been introduced to in advance by Mr. Stone, I am Julian Larbalest. Uh He offers a hand towards the uh, nervous chicken-like woman. <laughs> well, Mr. Stone, you simply did not do the nicety to introduce us to such an individual. Oh, he did not, did he? I no, suppose he wanted you. to make this a surprise. <laughs> Looks towards Stone. Was hoping for the opportunity to premiere you. We we have an unexpected visitor, uh, a privateer, nonetheless. Oh gracious! (laughs) A privateer. A jingly hand stretch out stretches out uh, to you, uh, Ormar, Mm -hmm. adorned with many, many, many rings. (laughs) Yeah, uh, he takes your hand underneath and. In shaking, runs a thumb across, like, the rings on the back of your hand, and then the back of Oromar's head. Like, three of these would look astounding in my hair. Does not say that aloud. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Charmed. Charmed indeed, charmed indeed. Now, what brings you to our neck of sphere? Be it business or be it pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Are you one of them? Are you one of those, uh, uh, Scarlet, scarlet uh, pursuers—the ones that use uh, uh, the touch of the curse for a, a touch of fancy. Oh, don't bring up such things. It's impolite. <laughs> We're in a mixed company, after all. Oh my! I was going to uh, launch into the spiel that I gave to Mr. Stone earlier about how we are currently on a bit of a touring holiday. I went a little bit, of course, but you have piqued my interest with a very unusual piece of information. (laughs) I can tell this is going to be so much fun. (laughs) Well, if you think this conversation is fun, wait till you get your hands on uh, a little bit of the a uh, semi-processed dye in small quantities. 
In small quantities, Julian, it makes you come alive for a brief moment. Do not, do not overindulge. It's how you get into the, the, the further complications. But in small doses, it can make your holiday very merry. If I you do am sure that he has already plot. heard more than enough. Uh, Luther shuts the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Mistrust uh, steps forward. Ooh, that was from Truss, I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am sure that he has already plot. heard more than enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, Luther shuts the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Mistrust uh, steps forward. Ooh, that was from Truss, I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, you must be. I, I just the energy that you radiated in the room, that I knew who you were the moment I arrived. You are Miss Edith Truss, I presume. Indeed I am. And I must say, I was not expecting a visitor, a privateer, no less. So must I say, neither was I. Uh, As I I say, unfortunately, we uh, hit a bit of a diversion on our our trip. Um, Uncle isn't the best navigator, uh, but we are making the best of an unusual situation. And I must say that we have been uh, very pleasantly accommodated. Mr. Stone has done excellent work. I did not notice your ship as I pulled into port, Mr. Lobelest. No, you have not. Uh, (laughs) As I'm sure we will find over the course of this evening, I am somebody with uh, many stories and a little bit of mystique, but you'll be getting all the uh, juicy details, although maybe not as juicy as uh, what the good sir over here was uh, just hinting at. Um, I would love to go make a presence role, maybe to kind of, uh, do a kind of charming swerve. If we can get, if we can get the the room babbling. Make a presence role. This is bedeviling. This woman is remarkably unpleasant. Uh, Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons (laughs) she's unpleasant is it's hard to impress her or make any kind of good impression on her. So you're against three uh, three dice against you right now. I I, I kind of realize this. I I think this is more, just to be clear, 
uh, I'm trying to kind of rabble rouse because if everybody's making a fuss, then I'm no longer the focus of the conversation. Um, sure. But it can still be this difficult, just making you know what my, what my intentions are. Um, I'm going to be spending two So you, you just want to redirect rather than to ingratiate to her, yourself. I think smoothing her over is not going to happen here. Uh, that's going to be some intellect rolls later. But if I can get people to make a fuss and diffuse that, that's my goal for now. Okay. Uh, I normally have two d8, and I'm spending another two so I can roll an additional d6. Okay. Uh, on the d6 we have a one. Okay, hold on here. All right. And on the d8s we have a four and a six. And a six. All right. Uh, you first of all, uh, mark off two fate for yourself, but uh, Ooh. you have uh with that very good roll. Hit a wash. So I'm going to draw a luminary. <laughs> okay. Can you remind me what I can spend a fate for again? Fates are, they can be spent like other dice to upgrade, uh, or they can be spent mm. like other points to upgrade things, but like they're not tied to specific stats. And gotcha. when things refresh, those fates go away. Gotcha. Understood. Probably uh, when the we get to make the game a little bit more robust, there'll probably be certain abilities that like you only can activate through fate spends and whatnot. So mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's a momentum builder. And I pulled for you the perfect crime. Um, <laughs> so okay. I am going to I think the best way for for to interpret this because this is like all luck kind of moving in your favor to to pull off whatever you are trying to pull off mm-hmm. you are looking to redirect her ire or redirect things away from her ire and more important her suspicion mm-hmm. so it is at this exact time that the doors open up to a procession of the creepily dressed monks that you saw earlier. Mm. Um, people in masks with these like tin gloves moving forward. And like, again, there is kind of like a rumbling chant to what they're doing. Um, but they enter, they part, uh, and in the middle of them, a somewhat modestly and i say somewhat modestly because you've seen church officials before mm-hmm. church officials like uh you know if we were talking to lorenzo uh back when he had all kinds of drapings and jewelry and whatnot mm. he was dressed to the nines this person is dressed in a very simple silk suit There are gold buttons on it that are adorned with symbols of the Church of the Slain God. He also has an amulet uh, associated with the Church of the Slain God hanging from his neck. But he otherwise does not have the grandiose fashions that you would associate with a high-ranking official of the church. Mm. Um, His collar, like around his neck, is dyed with a very bright red. Um, this denotes that he is a bishop. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a red, and I think like a, an interior purple. So like these are very very expensive things. These are markings of a high ranking church official. What is very striking about his appearance? He appears to be in his 
mid-twenties at the latest. Mm. However, he has a shock of, of white hair, and his face appears very, very pale. And you can see his eyes, like, it looks like uh, they are unfocused. Um, he also has, like, very small uh, glasses, but they are... Uh, with gold rims, and uh, they have a very dark lens to them. He steps forward into the room, and his procession enough has commanded everyone's attention, and just says, it's so nice to meet you all. Miss Truss, I must thank you for arranging this little gathering so that I could come to know more people in our local area. Allow me to make my own introductions, as that is the gift the empty throne has bestowed upon me. I am Bishop Occhiovista Agostino Aravetti, at your service. Truss, like, comes to a nasty squint. She is no fan of this person. Hmm. You are, of course, welcome, as you always are. Dinner shall be served soon. I recommend that everyone finish meeting each other. I will I will make sure that things are proceeding accordingly. And Miss Truss excuses herself. I don't know why he attends such things. He's always a, such a wet blanket. From what I hear, it's quite unseemly to be speaking of religion at dinner or any other time. It's oh. one of those, I, I don't understand why he's down all the time. It's, it's very rare that a, that a Akiovista is such so young. What? <laughs> Take it as a compliment. Coolly, uh, Julian has kind of sat uh, at, a at a chair, maybe between or next to these two, and uh, in Soto says, Well, I wonder what he needed to do to be given that position. <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I didn't catch your names, by the way. Uh, my name, yes. Mm -hmm. oh, it's Me mm -hmm. Megan Trainer. <laughs> Megan Trainer. <laughs> wow, Liz. It I doesn't mean, need to be, but that could potentially. I be like my Megan. Name. I like Megan. That Megan works great. Megan Trainer. <laughs> Lady Megan, if you please. Of course. Of course, Lady Megan. And this is my dear compatriot over here. M Luther, Luther Mathers. Oh, Megan. <laughs> she introduces me as Marshall Matthews. Whatever, whatever floats her fancy for the evening. It's my fun little bit. <laughs> oh, you two are already good friends. I, I must spend the time. When we're not having to put on airs, I would love to get a little bit of gossip from the two of you, but I suppose we have to look presentable. Yes, we we have a uh, we have we're in the presence of higher company. Oh, apparently, oh, it seems so. Uh, I must ask, your considering your um your status. The ravishing outfits you both have. Uh, I've been told multiple times that we are currently visiting out of season. Are you living here, or are you also just visiting? Well, I uh, I have found myself uh, as a, a supervisor, as it were, 
uh, varying departments of very high importance, as you can see. And he he sort of wildly gestures to his whole chest area Mm -hmm. at no particular button. Uh, Very important, very uh, crucial to the overall operations. Um, And so that is why I am needed here 24-7. Oh, I see, I see. Oh, and I... It's all rather untoward, but I run a series of dress shops in the cities, in, the, in many major cities. You may have heard of them. But I came earlier to secure a certain amount of uh, pigment for a very special type of fabric. And uh, it seems my negotiations kept on going longer and longer to to where it was simply out of season and no none of my preferred types of ships were coming here. So I decided to lay down roots, as it were, and attempt to finalize these negotiations that seemingly drag on forever. Oh, goodness me. Well, you know that the red feathers are also sometimes a fan of red tape. I like you. I like you very much. Well, I I do hope well, we are just meeting, but I do hope that your ship's breaks down so we have we can uh, we can chop it up a, a little more if that uh, if you catch my drift. <laughs> yes. I'll be sure that I'm I'm I was uh Wondering maybe how long this process would take until we reopened the sky again, but at least our time here is looking to be very entertaining. Uh, inwardly, Oromara's like, these two people are horrendously insecure. I will stick a wedge in that the moment we sit down for dinner. Uh, <laughs> as as you are making that mental note, uh, you, you were struck. You almost did not see or hear him approach, hmm. uh, but by the side of uh this little like contingent of people is that there there are more people mm-hmm. in the room uh, uh milling about is Mr. Aravetti uh, uh Bishop Aravetti he appears in front of you forgive me i believe i heard some unfamiliar tones uh, I'm sure my mellifluousness was carried across the room. I am one Julian Labelest, uh, a, a a member of high society in the Azure region, and a particular uh, reputer of handling the dealings of the complicated. Uh, it's a pleasure. Ah, the Azure region. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Azure. There are many faithful adherents in Azure. I have always found the baronies of your region most accommodating of officials of the church. It is my pleasure, I assure you. And he will extend a hand. Mm -hmm. It is unadorned with uh, uh, rings of any kind, uh, but you can see that it is scarred. He has like scars kind of running up his hands. They look a little bit like burns. Um, mm. It's hard to exactly place. Oromar, you have seen a lot of wild scars in your time living the life that you do. Mm. People get hurt in lots of truly wild ways, um, but you can't place it. It does look like similar to the discoloration that you can see on his face. Mm. You mentioned that he was very pale. 
He's like extremely pale. And now that he is closer, you can see that like there is discoloration on his skin uh, that looks like, again, the pattern of of a burn scar, but it is not raised at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like around his face and eyes. It, it goes up into his hair. Mm. Julian Lobelest does not comment, uh, but instead, what better way to impress somebody uh, with this with a show with a show of particular knowledge? I'd like to basically be like, oh yes, uh, one of the uh, one of the most moving events that I can recall from my days. Uh, staying in Azure and like talk about like a particular like religious festival that occurs on a regular oh, basis okay. uh, as a kind of like, yeah, this is a thing that I know because I'm from this region and also pious in my important moments. Haha. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like this is a normal intelligence uh, or intellect role. Like you are just trying to know enough about the world that you can like ground your uh identity in into it without raising any suspicion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right so i have 3d8 in intellect mm-hmm. i'm going to spend one point to upgrade one of those to a d12 we're playing to win here <laughs> okay so on the d12 that's a 12 Okay. Oh, that's a victory. So that is critical success uh, levels of stuff. Good. Uh, <laughs> on the D8. A thing. <laughs> on the D8s, I have a seven and a three. Okay. Yeah. This is like an overwhelming amount of success mm-hmm. and a victory. So not only do you accomplish what you were trying to accomplish with this role, Mm. Which was just what was this just to cover your identity? Uh, so uh, to speak? I, I think this is essentially to immediately win him over with a display of local religious knowledge because that's assuming this is a thing that he would value. Um, yeah. Uh, can I name somebody that he would personally know? And I just happen to not realize that there's a connection there until I'd be like, oh, yes, uh, the. The, the the head priest at the time, uh, Julius, was uh, gave such a, a moving ceremony. I I still remember it to this day. You said Julius. Yes, uh, the the yes Julius. Uh, it's the 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 surname is unfortunately a, a little bit hazy. It was many years ago, but I still remember. I still remember his face and his long hair. Julius Melodose. Ah. I I I, th- I think it must be um Julius and there is a faint smile that crosses his face Julius is the closest I have ever had to a father oh my <laughs> well you did look so young <laughs> I didn't realize things would line up like this this is clearly a sign fate smiling upon us oh Mr. Labaleste, I can assure you, there is no such thing as fate. There Mm. is the will of the empty throne and the acts that we commit with our hands. As Augustine is saying this, um, uh, Luther is kind of like, kind of like doing tiny little below the table, like waxing philosophically, like gestures with his hands. Like he he goes on like this. He goes on like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then yes, the the will of the throne. Sorry for misspeaking. 
Are you a religious man, Mr. Lobelest? Well, I must say, uh, the, the life that I lead and the business that I do, as much as I want to keep the will strong in my heart, I have not managed to attend services in many years, and I do regret it. I can see that. I can see the concern that you have. My question to you would be, why do you feel that you should need to impress me? If you, you clearly don't stand before the throne, and not all of us hear that calling, obviously you knew my mentor. You knew the kind of inspiring man he could be. And I must say, if he could not move you to attend uh, uh, the voice of the empty throne, then certainly I will not be capable of such a feat. Uh, I, you sell yourself short, I'm sure, that you have managed to uh, live on his legacy in fabulous and uh, ways that I could not even possibly fathom. However, I do feel that it's always good to make a strong first impression. As you have. I will say that I am happy to have met you. I am happy to have met anyone who knew a man so wise and so kind. But I implore you, do not put on airs for me, Mr. Labelest. Mm. As I have said, there is only the will of the throne. If the throne has not moved you to attend to it, then there is perhaps not much you could offer. All we have are the acts of our hands in that stead. And that is what I have committed my life to. I use what the throne has called me to, and I commit my own acts through its will. Hmm. My. Uh, I think Oromar's like, this is an interesting leverage point to get some information. My. I'm meeting so many strong-willed and driven people today. First, Ms. Truss, and then you. You must work together mm. a lot if you are uh, so well-established in Sorrow's End. I am very familiar with Miss Truss. Miss Truss has a fascinating intellect, and I am happy to report that the Church and the Syndicate have done very good work together here. Miss Truss has personally assisted me in my mission and calling many times uh, through her years in this region. And I, in turn, have aided Miss Truss's efforts. I believe our relationship up to this point has been very mutually beneficial. Hmm. I'm glad you can find harmony in such a remote place. You must have traveled far to establish yourself here. Indeed. I I was educated in Reggio Santo, home of the throne on Sphere. My. I had the itself. good fortune of being brought there by my mentor. And after my formal education was completed, I went on my own to commune with the empty throne and hear which directions it might have called me. Hmm. And they led me here. Fascinating. I won't get into the details. I'm sure we'll be discussing this both during and maybe after dinner. You are a fascinating person, but did you arrive here before or after the Red Feathers, or at the same time even? I was very coincidentally called at the same time. 
the throne has a way of arranging people where they need to be, when they need to be there. There is no fate, after all. There is no fate. Julian smiles. And I think there's a long stare. And then to break the tension, goodness me, this has already been such a uh, stimulating conversation. I'm afraid my appetite has also been stimulated. (laughs) I've never been uh, very good at theological uh, jousting. I can uh, tell that I've made you uncomfortable in some way. No, no, not that. I just, I don't want to monopolize your time. There are so many people here. I love to spend my time getting acquainted with those that I have not yet met. And please, if it helps you at all, feel at ease. I am not here to enlist you uh, to follow the church. People can only come to sit at the throne of their own accord. That is something I hold very firm. Everyone who worships here worships of their own will. And should yours not call you to the throne, again, I cannot imagine we would have much use for you. Hmm. Oromar remembers the procession of people moving into the church earlier in the day and the wide variety of different outfits and kind of very clear delineation of rank as they moved in and does not believe a word of that, but says, well, you have been a most gracious uh, initial contact. I hope we get to know each other deeply for the brief period of time that I'm here. Indeed. And with that, I would like to first cut back to Jonnet. We kind of like we fade in on the hall, like the the lower decks of the ship, kind of on a hallway. And as we're kind of pushing in, we kind of hear faint, like faint but rambunctious sounding, like drums. And uh, like it's a it's a it's a party. And as we get closer, it becomes more clear. And then we kind of like open a door opens and the camera pushes through and like Jonnet is uh there with like gable and the captain and like all the orphans are just like in like a big old mosh pit and everybody's like keep uh Jonnet and the the crew are keeping time as the orphans are just like uh tearing up uh yeah everybody say hey all right, all right. What, what, what is all this? Oh, oh no! Uh, everyone, that's right. Scatter. Tis me, tis I, Overboard, the HR pirate. And the time it took him to say that, all the orphans had scattered into gutters and <laughs> mouth holes, <laughs> climbing into holes and floorboards, the ceiling, slam <laughs> shots just in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a hubcap spinning, and it's just Gable, the captain, and John at left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh... Captain Gable, Jonnet, what are you doing? Well, we were throwing it in a circle to some Jersey Club, <laughs> uh, but it seems um, it's been cut a bit short. I, I mean, I-, I know that we normally do like a whole 
uh, winter solstice party organized mm-hmm. uh, venue and everything, but we figured we'd uh, throw something a bit more domestic, you know, cheaper. I, folks, I have to say, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in all of you. Your uh, senior staff on the ship. No, no, no. <laughs> we put together the party policy on the ship after all of the complaints got made after the big Harney orgy that was organized years ago. And we put down new rules in place. Might I add your rules? And what do I find but you violating those very rules? Overboard. All right. We... You're right. We did put in new policy for parties. But then, you know what happened? We stopped having parties. All right? Yeah. And we got all tense, and we we wanted to get all the energy out, so we started having secret parties. All right? I mean- You caught us. Initially, it made sense that we would only have a party uh, with the associated music from the official soundtrack at the end of a narrative arc. But sometimes <laughs> you kind of get the energy for a bit of toe tapping and a bit of grog. Sometimes when you're in the middle of an arc, uh, you know, when you're off screen. Every employee and prisoner is entitled to a birthday celebration with a face cake that has an image of only their face and music approved from an approved playlist by the captain and the party planning committee. But working with the PLC is so boring. (laughs) That's your words because you were tired of there being erotic cakes and you were tired of the music being too sensual and always ending up with an orgy. Look, well, was only really- here we are now where all the Hardy crew members can't have their orgies, but you can just be drumming away, it seems. I mean, there was only really two people who were organizing those unless you're... <laughs> and one of them isn't part of the ship anymore. Uh, long may his soul rest. Uh, what's what's the process on updating the policy? Because yeah, I yeah. do like to throw it back on a Tuesday night. Well, so <laughs> I'm here in front of you right now, so we might as well update our policy on ship parties. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to be useful here. I am rolling, <laughs> like absolutely rolling. <laughs> 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 just um uh i'm very thank you th- thank you for being up front with us all right mm-hmm. i was I pro- like I, well, I there's didn't... nothing in the rule book that says you can't be totally freaking blitzed out when you're planning for the party planning committee so all that's right, all stick okay around. <laughs> stick around everything is really bright right now it's bright yeah, okay. you're gonna have to let that ride out. Right. All right. So, okay, fine. So, what is what's the threshold here? Because I think when given to some individuals on the crew, they're gonna push things into a sexy orgy town mm-hmm. like fire that's that's waiting to happen. All right. Mm-hmm. What is the middle ground? What, what can we just have like no a no cake, no sensual, no music below. 85 BPM? Yeah, it might be a tempo thing involved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you think you can hold yourselves to that? Because I'll say your bucket boys in this room here, we're going at a tempo far beyond recommended parameters. Whenever we set a rule, it becomes exciting to break the rule, and that's part of it. 
maybe it's true. playlist selection, you know, making sure, you know, like the, uh, we get to veto the playlist in advance. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the, the moment of kind of a sphere 90s classics are, are maybe over for, for the time being. Maybe we need something a bit more contemporary. Yeah. That, that kind of era of R and B tends to get that specific group of people in the mood. So Captain. we kind of rule that out. Seems like a fool's errand. And Gable's just like wiggling around like a war. <laughs> Let him ride it out. Let him ride it out. Riding it out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Maybe it's the uh, the food and drinks offered then. Minimum oysters, you know, no buckets of uh, of champagne. Minimal dark chocolate. Keep it more of a, a party rings situation. Do sure. you? Do you, uh, I haven't checked. Do you all have party rings or is it just a Bandari thing? P- party? party rings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Old ba- Bandari classic. It's it's <laughs> that. So they're like uh, biscuits. They're in like tiny little flat donuts, and they have fancy uh-huh. icing on them in a bunch uh-huh. of wacky colours, and they're called party rings. Classic. Not a thing that any of any of you have had. No. Man, maybe. Can't say. No, but I want that. I I want that right now. Could be. Here's my concern (laughs) with a party ring. If it's ring-shaped, it can be penetrated, and you can can eat off of it, if that makes sense. I, I just... I feel like that's court and disaster. I mean, they're pretty. The ring, the, the middle of the rings is pretty small, so it would be a very limited size. But I'm sure people would want to try. <laughs> Here's something I'd like to posit: Have we ever considered not making the walls move? That feels like <laughs> okay. Well, that's you. That's, that's a, a me thing. thing. That's okay. a you thing right now. Cool, 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 cool. Just cool, cool, write cool, this cool. out. Write this out. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's a guest list kind of matter. You know, you know, when we kind of say, hey, we've got an end of an arc party going around, uh, send a missive to the Black Lilies. Then, it, you know, it sends in a kind of uh, a mixed message. Did I get that right? Is that the right organization? I think so. You know, they're, they're, they're very good at holding excellent parties, but it tends to come with a tone. But they are excellent oh. DJs. And I do like the kind of crate digging they do. Oh, now this is complicated. Gosh. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> conflict from you, Mr. Overboard, and not a lot of solutions. How about this? We serve at parties. It's still, everybody gets a face cake. That's a very popular option. Right, right. I would like to request no lips on the face cake. I think that would help us avoid a lot of problems that crop up around that. Right. So just now, mouthless cake, horrific. If we served a lot of graham crackers and Kellogg cereals, I feel like chemically we could do everything in our power to prevent things from tipping in the wrong direction. Next, you'll tell me we have to do square dancing. Well, that's another thing. <laughs> Line dances only. And I really have to be firm about this. <laughs> My suggestion for two reasons is that we table this. One, to save time, find out a new interesting idea. Second of all, I'm really stuck on mouthless face cakes and it's really <laughs> freaking me out. I'm I I'm barely hanging on, so I'm going to go find something really soft to lay in and uh, yeah. you could just find me in like 5 hours. Yeah. Right. yeah get out of here, Gable. You take care of you. Go go go, go drink some water, please. <laughs> yeah. Please. 
Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter over at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. The history of role-playing games is weird and wild, and we here at System Mastery are determined to look through it all. Every heartbreaker that drove a man to bankruptcy to see his vision of D&D with really specific armor maintenance rules come to fruition. Every game where you get increasingly certain as you read it that this is all just one person's weird fetish. Every system that painstakingly recreates how medieval life was really like, and then also you can cast Fireball. The System Mastery podcast wallows in the filth of RPG history. Come! Join us in the muck at System Mastery. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. Tyler is on strike alongside his fellow members of the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. You can support Tyler and other striking artists by contributing to the Entertainment Community Fund, linked in our show notes. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Captain Oromar Vale was played by Nathan Blades, who can be found on Twitter at PhantomArtsENT, or streaming at twitch.tv slash theneoncaster. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG, or on my podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this podcast was written, composed, and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find him over on Twitter at Arnie Parrott or on his website, ATP Tunes. This episode was edited by Allie Grauer, who can be found on Twitter at Dreams to Become or on her podcast, Skyjack's Courier's Call. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Lunarum. The World of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and Illimat, produced by Together Studios. This show was made in part by using a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system, designed by Sam Stewart and a team of talented professionals. There are no kings. Take flight. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends near to rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the skies